Greetings, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to my new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast series. We have been overwhelmed with the responses that people have shared from listening to these messages on my SiriusXM show over the years. Those listeners, and they're sharing my show with their network, telling people about it, telling their family members, their friends, and their coworkers about this show and the impact it's having on their lives. That's the main reason that this show is now number one for self-help in America, and I'm very grateful. Yet, we realize that many people do not have satellite radio and therefore could not experience for themselves the message. They could not get it for themselves. So we are now sharing these messages with everyone via this new podcast. Enjoy it and share it with your network. And let's help even more people to do more, be more, and achieve more. Tell everybody so that they can live a Wealthy Ways life as well. Welcome to the new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. And remember, your best is yet to come. The outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. Are you tired of crying and complaining? Tired of feeling like life don't let you care? Do you see so many others moving on? Are you steady going Across America, this is Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways radio show, and I am so excited to have you as my guest and all over across the country as you're listening, whether you're at your workplace or whether you're in your home or whether you're listening over the Internet. We've got a dynamite show for you, one that I am so grateful for. Uh, one of my friends, and, and I'm grateful to call him a friend. I uh, Years ago, I was a jingle singer. Many of you know that, and I uh, did a jingle for a new TV network, and it went like this, B-E-T, Black Entertainment TV. And the gentleman who I am interviewing is a friend, and all of you know his name, the one and only Bob Johnson. Hey, Bob, how are you? Hey, Willie. Good to hear your voice, and I'm delighted to uh, hear that BET jingle. Brought back memories. Remember those days? I remember when you were actually on River Road, and I met with Jeff Lee, and he said, we need a jingle. And so uh, my brother and I did a jingle for BET, and uh, you guys uh, liked it and played it a lot and and helped us to establish our jingle business, and it just grew from there. So thank you so much for your taking uh, the uh, impact on two young uh, entrepreneurs who, who had a dream. Well, well, thank you very much. We were all, we were all in the same boat, and uh, I said I think the boat's got done pretty well. Oh, yes, it has. Well, look, you know, first of all, I always thank God for another day and another opportunity to be on the radio and to be in live. Just a thankful, and then I just am thankful for you, Bob, because you have set a model for so many of us to see that it is possible. You know, you have obviously for those who know you and know your story, you started as a congressional staffer who uh, got a dream, just got an idea, and you, you didn't just sit on it, you made it happen. And what I wanted to 
share with folks is that it takes the dream, but it takes action. And also the fact that you uh, are somebody who, who has created wealth, not just riches, because sometimes, sometimes people become accidentally rich. They can hit the lottery or they can they can hit a, a big shot in a, in, a, in a halftime of a game and win a million dollars. That's accidental. But to create long-term wealth is not accidental. And so I just wanted to get some of your ideas to help people who want to get a strategy and a philosophy for long-term success. Well, well, well Willie, I, I think uh, what you said earlier, you know, is in, in many ways uh, I have been blessed uh, uh, to be a successful entrepreneur. It, 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 that's not always in my brain. I think it's also in the spirit. Yes. But uh, the, the, the fact is that, you know, being an entrepreneur first starts with believing in yourself. And every business I've ever started and everything I've sort of launched to try to do in business or as an entrepreneur, it started with the belief that I, I have the capability to do this and I'm willing to work real hard to make it successful and I'm willing to sort of sacrifice to make it successful. And if you've got those three ingredients and, and then along the way you you meet people who are willing to join your side, either as people who are willing to support you financially or people who are willing to get involved in your business or people who want to add their expertise to what you're trying to do to help you, uh, then you begin to see the, uh, the, uh, the, the structure, the foundation forming for a business opportunity. And so but that's what I've been successful in doing is putting those elements together into a solid base. But it really starts with a belief in yourself that you can take on the challenges, take on the obstacles, and not be not be intimidated by them, but be willing to have that work ethic to get in, as a friend of mine, Butch Lewis, say, get in the trenches and, and, and be willing to work hard and sacrifice, and uh, you, you'll do all right. Now, you said something in there, and I want people to make sure that you, he dropped a pearl for everybody. He said, you have to create uh, uh, networks, and you, uh, you did that wonderfully. Uh, I think with John Malone, you developed a network with him and others. And so tell us more about the networking part. And also, one other thing, sales. you got to be able to sell your idea. Am I right? Yeah, well, you know, everything starts with the vision, and then that a vision of what you want to do and what do you think is a, can be accomplished, what you think the market is looking for. You so you got to have that vision, and that's why that vision starts with sort of believing in yourself that you can articulate a vision to somebody who can help you. And uh, that's what I did with uh, John Malone. John Malone was uh, at the time I started BET, the president of the third largest cable company. And when I went to him with the idea of BET, uh, you know, I, I projected in my, in my uh, uh, message to John that I believed in this opportunity. I, I believed I could do it. I was willing to work hard. I gave him all the information of why I think this was a needed uh, a business opportunity and one that could be successful. And so, yeah, you know, the first thing you got to do is sort of, and you got to be prepared to understand that every time you meet somebody, you're meeting an opportunity. And uh, a friend of mine, when I got in the cable business, uh, you know, had this saying to me is, you make your friends before you need them. Mm. And that means that when you talk to people, interact with people, you're sending out a message, you're defining yourself. And you don't know whether when that person meets you, whether or not he or she may know somebody else 
that he can refer you to because he was impressed with uh, with who you are and what you believe in, your values and your character. And so though, that's what networking is about. Networking is impressing people even though you don't know them or don't know if you ever need them. And, and, and that goes to how you carry yourself, how you interact, uh, your, your, the fact that you build up a, a, a trust of integrity uh, and confidence when you do things with people. Uh, those are some of the critical factors in building up uh, those strategic partners or friends that can be helpful to you down the road. So one of the things you're saying is don't be afraid to ask for what for help when you need it down the road. Am I right? No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, particularly in business. I mean, business is is about relationships. No, no, no one business has ever been successful by one guy. Uh, you know, you've got to have. Uh, you know, some people have right brain. Some people have left brain. Some people are good at creative. Some people are good at numbers. Some people are good at selling. Some people are good at processing. Uh, all of these things are necessary ingredients in business. So when you go to a business person and say, I need you to help me, you're not just saying help and, and don't be a part. You're saying, I need you to be help me be a part of an opportunity. And that's what business people understand. The difference between asking somebody just to give you something for which they get maybe the satisfaction of knowing they helped you out from a, from a standpoint of a charity but never be afraid to ask people to be a part of your business idea, your business vision. Let them discern whether or not there's a value to it, and then you know, if you can show them where there's a value, that that is uh, that's an appropriate way to have a, a discussion about business. And you know, that's that's not charity; that's a shared opportunity to create value. That is fantastic. You know, one of the things, one of my good friends, I'm sure you know Michael Roberts, who I've had on the show, and Stephen Roberts. And uh, they uh, hotel. They're in the hotel business, as you are as well. Uh, one of the things Michael says is, you know, Willie, uh, tell people that it's important not just to be rich, but to create wealth. And the difference is, he says, singers are rich, and sometimes athletes are rich. But it's, we found that. Uh, over 50 percent of the football players who uh, played over five years, five years later, are broke or, closer, you know, and, and unsa- as sad as it is, that's what it is. But wealthy people start thinking generationally and how do they build that wealth and how do they make their money work for them? And you've done that wonderfully. How, tell us a little more about your strategy on that. Yeah, well, Michael is absolutely right that the the best way to create wealth is to create value for people over the long term. Uh, when you uh, get investment support, as I did from John Malone, uh, you know, John Malone wrote me the first half a million dollar check that go- went into BET. Now, I, c- I could have said, you know, that with this half a million dollars, all of a sudden now I'm rich. But wh- what I looked at, that half a million dollars was simply a show of support by John Malone for me to go out and create long-term value for him as an investor and the other people who were behind him. And the way I looked at that, this was not my money. This money belonged in trust to the shareholders. And my obligation was to go out and maximize value. And that's what I did by focusing on BET, by bringing in the people around me to help build BET, and, and working very hard to maximize uh, John Malone's investment, and, and that's what it really takes to do it. You've got to have the ability to see that you put yourself in a position where what you create is creating value, even if you are not 
they're doing it every day. It's called making money while you're sleeping. Yes. And and that's because you set in motion a value a value machine, a value equation that drives revenue because, you know, BET will be around forever, and that's because it has become a brand. It's become a, a product that people enjoy engaging with and has the uh, respect of advertisers who see it as a vehicle to sell their products. And, and, and so on, and cable operators, a vehicle to sell their cable penetration. So it, it, you create value drivers that will sustain themselves over the long term, and that's, that's how, you know, Microsoft Windows is a value driver. Uh, Apple's iPod is a value driver. Uh, businesses like that create sustainable, uh, emotionally engaging products that people will consume over a long time. You know, whether it's in the hotel business, people know Hilton. It's a brand. They know what to expect when they go to a Hilton or a Marriott. And that that's how wealth, uh, long-term wealth is created, by getting access and to the to, uh, opportunity to create these value-driven brands that create long-term growth and sustainable uh, uh, support and participation from end users and consumers who are looking to engage that product. Wow. Hold that thought, Bob. Folks, we're listening to Bob Johnson, my good bud, and I am grateful. You're listening to the Willie Jolly Show across America and for sure. The best is yet to come. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and if you're enjoying this information you're hearing on this podcast, I want to invite you to get even more great information on my new free gift page on my website. Go to wjspeaks.com and hit the All Access Band. On that page, you will find well, we're information and, we're and resources specifically designed week, to help you to have greater success. Free ebooks, music, and, uh, for those all sorts of interesting and informational interviews for my XM show. I'm telling you, this is a great page. And why do I do it? Because I've learned that the more we give, the more we get. And the more we help other people to grow and go to the next level, the more we receive in our business. So we want to help you. Tell your friends about it. Go to Facebook and get my information. Go to my website, get my free resources, and get on wjspeaks.com and hit that all-access badge. It looks like a backstage pass. Click it. You'll get behind-the-scenes information to the special page to help you grow. All we want in return, all we ask is that you pass it on because the more you give, the more you get. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. My guest today is one of my, uh, I call him my mentor. Uh, he's, a, he's a person I've, I've looked at from afar. I, I met him years ago when uh, he was just at a small office on River Road in, in, in Maryland, right outside of D.C. with an idea. He just had a dream. And uh, he built uh, that dream into the biggest African-American television network in the world. And now he's, he's ventured into so many wonderful things, uh, sports and, and hotels and real estate. And he became America's first African-American billionaire. And I'm grateful to call him a friend, Bob Johnson. Bob, thank you for being on with me, man. Yeah, really, my pleasure. And look here, you know, we, we talk about success and, and entrepreneurism, but you have a, obviously a f- philosophy. So if you were going to tell people, okay, here's what you should do to grow success. Here's what you should do. You're starting with nothing but a dream, but here's what, here are the steps I would recommend, or you're in a class. What would you tell people to do? 
Well, I, I would tell them the, the following, Willie. I'd say, first of all, you got to have a vision uh, of what you think you want to accomplish, and that means you've got to sort of have, and in some cases with entrepreneurs, it's just an instinctive vision. Uh, you can't you can't teach that in a classroom. You just got to be able to look at, you know, it's like the entrepreneur can look, over the next hill before anybody else can. They can see things that, that a normal person can't see. So having that vision about it is, is a big part of it. I mean, you know, Ted Turner looked at news 24 hours. Well, CBS could have done that. NBC could have done that. They had news. They had the network. They had the anchors. But they didn't see news in 24-hour kind of formats. They saw it at 6 p.m. on NBC network. Ted Turner saw it as a 24-hour news concept. And so this is the same kind of thing, uh, that if you can see that vision, then once you see that vision, then you've got to be able to go out and articulate that vision to people who can support you, whether it's people who are going to invest in it or people who go come work with you to help that vision grow. And then once you get that support, then you've got to be able to demonstrate to everybody who supported you, both the people who join you as coworkers or the people who invest with you, that you're going to work harder, as hard for them as you would for yourself. And, and that's, the, that's, the, that's, that's that kind of motivation that you've got to have to say, I'm going to get up and make this happen, and I'm going to take on every challenge, I'm going to confront every obstacle, and I'm going to put on sort of the entrepreneurial blinders where all I can see is my long-term vision, my long-term goal uh, becoming a value to, to both the end users, consumers, as well as the, the business supporters. And, and you get those strategic partners uh, as both employees and as investors. You carry out your vision. You work hard. If you have that work ethic, you stay in the trenches. You, you sacrifice, you know, uh, things that other people might continue to do because they don't want to be working all the time. Well, you may have to sacrifice those things to get to the end game. And, 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 and that takes discipline, it takes focus, and, and it takes a, a commitment. And along the way doing that, you build a reputation of being competent, uh, dedicated. You build a reputation of character and integrity, of living up to your word when you say you're going to do something or do your best you can to show people that you're trying to do it. All of those ingredients, when you put them all together, form that foundation, that basis for, for success. And, and, and those are the character traits, I think, that every entrepreneur possesses. And it's the character traits that anybody who wants to be successful in business, uh, I think uh, they'd be smart to adopt. Well, you now let me ask you, did you come from an entrepreneurial family, or is, are you a first-generation entrepreneur? I'm a first-generation entrepreneur. My, my, my parents, both my parents, uh, my, uh, were working-class people, worked in factories uh, in, in Illinois after we moved up from uh, Mississippi. They, they both worked in factories. Now, they understood the value of education. Uh, my mother was a former teacher when she was in Mississippi. Uh, but they understood the value of education, so that they, they impressed upon me and, and all my brothers and sisters. So I did that, but I, I think I, I became an entrepreneur when I realized I couldn't work for anybody else. So. <laughs> well, you know that, and that sometimes is what 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 pushes it out the nest. Because I was intrigued. I say, okay, he's a first generation, and yet he had such a a, a steel will to not buckle under uh, the the obstacles. You know, the obstacles yeah. were uh, were just huge in front of you. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, they were they were they were tough for me. But then I looked at guys like John Johnson, and I said, imagine what the obstacles were like for him. You know, I, I at least had the sort of the the civil rights movement behind me, the open need for diversity in in cable or diversity in advertising. All those things were 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 happening while I was sort of uh, coming up with the idea of BET, and so. When you when you look back at that, and, and what happens with in my case, I just believe that in myself that I could see things and see opportunities and and articulate that opportunity to other people that some that that the people I was working with may not understand or appreciate, but I understand. And I said, if I stay sort of in a in this situation of where I'm waiting on somebody else to sort of tell me what to do or what to accomplish. I'm not going to realize my full potential. So I started just very early on saying, I'm going to make my own destiny by going out and taking risks. I mean, you got to be willing to take risks and you got to be willing to fail. And failure is not something you should be afraid of. Failure is just uh, something saying, okay, try to try it this way the other time, the next time. And, or try something different the next time. And, and so that's what I did. I just, I just believed that there was something that I could bring to an opportunity that other people couldn't see or couldn't understand, but I could. I could see it and I could understand it, and I could see the path to uh, to making it successful. Wow, that you know, this is an inspiring a story because we look at the success you've had and what you've been able to do and how you've had a reputation for excellence. And in fact, I'm gonna send you a copy of my book, An Attitude of Excellence, because I want you to have it because you've inspired that kind of excellence. And uh, I just am impressed with how you just didn't give up, and yet you uh, kept the faith, you kept fighting. And one thing I heard you say, I think one time at a Black Caucus event or something, I can't remember where you said you decided to win with whatever outfit you had on, whatever jersey you had on. And, and you said if you had been, uh, been green, you would have won because you made up your mind. Am I right? Yeah, I think, I think that's right. I mean, an entrepreneur, you could take a, uh, an entrepreneur, you can put him on an airplane and parachute him into, uh, into the country with the worst economic development system in the world, and in, in, a, in a couple of months or years, he'd be one of the richest guys in the country. It just, it just it's just... <laughs> It's in the DNA, so to speak, and if you got that in the DNA, you got to let it out. You got to you got to pursue it. I mean, so you know, it's just like uh, when I was starting BET. I mean, I remember uh, going to New York to sell advertisers on BET. They didn't understand what cable was. They didn't believe black people could afford cable. They were happy with the black people they were reaching on network shows or syndicate shows like Soul Train and and these other shows and. You know, sometimes I walk out of those advertising agencies mad as all get out because they just didn't see the vision that I, I was seeing. It's almost like you, you had something in your hand and you show it to somebody and they look at it and say, I don't see anything in your hand. It's empty. Mm. And, and the frustration with that. But it didn't stop me, you know. And I, I, you know, when I was starting out, I'd take the bus from LaGuardia into town. I'd talk to advertisers and sometimes come out mad as hell, almost to tears because I just I say, why don't they see this thing? Why don't they see it? And the same way we're getting cable operators to carry a program. Okay, carry the program because you need this diversity. Well, we don't have any blacks in our cable system. Well, carry it anyway because you, it's something that's important for this country. And you, you, sold every, you sold this in every way you can, but you never gave up. 
Wow. And I, I remember going out to Hollywood one time. I'll never forget this. Going to one of those big fancy hotels, going out to Hollywood, some big uh, plush uh, Hollywood event, and all the stars back in the day were there. And I'm I'm driving up while everybody else is driving up in their fancy cars at this hotel. I drove up in this rented uh, Chevy station wagon <laughs> with a whole lot of brochures and boxes in the back going to a cable convention and, and going in and talking to these stars at the time about this thing called BET. And they're looking at me like, you're going to start a channel that's going to hire me and you driving around in a red, dirty station wagon. I mean, but it, it, it's, the, it's, but it's those kinds of, of, of things that if, if you're not willing to uh, confront them, and say, this is not going to stop me. I don't care what people say. I'm not going to be embarrassed by my dream. I'm not going to let people sort of shy me away. Uh, you know, you've got to have that inside you. So it takes a lot of deep, deep determination and, and discipline to stay the course. And you ask anybody, whether it's an athlete or anybody, who really becomes at the top of their game, their discipline is amazing, and I think as a business person, you've got to have that same discipline. Wow. Well, folks, I know you got to jump off, Bob, but I just want to thank you. I'm going to send you some stuff, uh, some of my music, um, some of my books, just to thank you for taking time out. Anytime you want to come back, you know you're welcome, my brother. Well, Willie, your music worked for me before, so send it. <laughs> you got a deal. Thank you, folks. You've been listening to Bob Johnson on the Willie Jolly Show. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life, and I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500, and that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire. wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash 
billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.